Good evening, everybody. This is Barbara with Canada Girl Speaks Podcast, and I'm uh, so excited to be recording on tonight. Uh, once again, I'm recording at my house. My engineer is recording at his house, and my guest is at her house. And so I'm excited uh, tonight to have um, a special special, uh, special person in my uh, VIP room. Um, she's been on my podcast before, but I thought I'd ask her back um, to be on the podcast on tonight. Due to everything that's taking place, she is a, a business owner. And with everything um, occurring on this week with um, the announcement of some uh, reopening, the reopening of some businesses on uh, on May 1st, um, unfortunately, her her line of work is not going to open. So we're going to talk some about that. But um, without further ado, um, I want to introduce Miss um, Tamara Biley. She is the owner of the Business Beauty Barber and Elite Academy. So let's welcome Tamara. Yay! Good evening, Tamara. Good evening. Hello. Thank you for having me back. Uh, yes, Tamara Crawford Bali, uh, owner of Business Beauty, now Barber Elite Academy, uh, located in Clark County, Texas, 322 West 6th Avenue. Uh, we've been open now for the past two years, and we're very excited because we're waiting on um, our inspection so we can open up the Barber part of our academy. Uh, actually, uh, it began about six months ago, but uh, once we had the COVID enter into our lives, that gave me an opportunity while I was at home to go ahead and complete and submit my application. Uh, also, they have lowered the hours for the program to where instead of the 1500 it's a 1000-hour program now. So all of that is complete. I actually uh, got an email today, so I'm excited. Uh, I'm waiting on the second email, so therefore we can go ahead and uh, go forward with the inspection. I'm looking for June to open, but depending on everything that's happening, it could be a little bit later. Well, it sounds like you've been um, just not um, sitting around waiting for them to make the announcement when um, the the beauty the beauticians and the barbers can go back to work that, like you said, you've been working hard on um, your expansion of your um, beauty school. And so um, what challenges have you had um, regarding um, this COVID-19, the COVID uh, crisis? What, 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 what challenges have you met being a business owner, you know, being um, um, just, you know, that, and what, what, what kind of challenges have you had regarding the COVID-19? Okay, well, the biggest challenge to me is uh, my students being away from school. Uh, even though we're doing the uh, distance learning, um, I get emails every day, I'm so ready to come back, I'm so ready to come back. So I, I'm trying to keep them motivated and, and uh, try to, you know, encourage them to just have the patience because we will return to school. Uh, but in the process, I don't want to lose any students because sometimes you can in this process where students will feel like, oh, well, I'm just not going to return at all. So that's been one of my biggest challenges is just keeping my students motivated. And another challenge is just the financial backside of it uh, for the simple fact, being a small business owner, and when I say small, I mean very small, uh, you're kind of at the, the bottom of the totem pole. In uh, that sense, you know, not having a lot of employees, you know, trying to file for different things as such. I think I spoke with you earlier in the week about trying to file for unemployment 
and then I was denied. Then they came back and approved me for the uh, disaster part of the unemployment. So uh, just the challenge of getting in line, trying to see what's available out there to assist you, you know, while you're out of business. And uh, looking at the, uh, the other day at uh, Governor Abbott, speaking on a lot of different things and like you stated we're still not allowed to open our doors so just being pushed out even further and even with that some sense of being afraid to open the doors because we have that contact that we have to touch people you know I, I kind of put it in a sense that we're like the doctors and the nurses you know we have to touch you in order to service you so trying to find ways to enhance your business, to protect not only your students, but the public also uh, when we are allowed to reopen. You know, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, if they do allow us to reopen, uh, I probably won't accept clients right off the bat. We will just have school. We will work on mannequins, you know, just to be on that safe side until, you know, reassurable that, you know, we could be safe in our industry. That is the biggest challenge about being a barber or a hairstylist right now at this moment. And a lot of people are taking risks. And I've even seen people in my circle uh, pass away because they chose to do hair or, or cut hair. And, and it, and it saddens me to see that because this is the only way that they have to live. And so just those challenges alone are, are what kind of just worries me at times. So do you see your um, your field uh, changing? I mean, we do we do know that your your line of work, your your business, you know, you guys are governed by the state, you guys are licensed and all that. So technically, a lot of times, you know, when they come in, you, you guys are already up under scrutiny as far as sanitary conditions and all that. You guys, yes, that has to be. And so do you see anything, any changes that you think will happen when it comes down to uh, the hair industry, you know, the beauty industry, you know, because the new normal is going to change. You know, there's going to be a new normal. So do you see any type of changes that may occur once, um, let's just say, once they to say, you got to go ahead and open up, you know, so even in the future, what kind of changes do you think is going to happen with your industry? Honestly, I've been keeping up with uh, TDLR a lot and reading the emails and going on the site daily to see uh, if, they, if they've been even updating anything. They just kind of put out preventions on, on how it spreads and different things like that, but nothing major on as far as changes. I think, uh, I don't know if they will leave that up to us individually on, on how we operate, because like you stated, we're already you know, have to sanitize after every client. You know, you can't use the same cape after each client. You know, it's, it's different than you have to clean your sink after each client. So it's just things as an owner that I feel like we would have to implement. And that's one thing that I was actually going to work on this week as far as putting together new rules and regulations for my students and going ahead and sending that out to them so therefore they can be aware of just, you know, just up in the safety uh, measures that we will probably have to take coming back uh, in our doors because, like I say, when you're with a client, you're, you can't, there's no way you can be six feet away from a client. It's just yeah. not possible at all. And, you know, when you shampoo the hair, you know, they're breathing on you, you're breathing on them, you know, wearing masks is one way. But even with the virus, they're, that's really not protecting you from catching the virus. So it's, I don't know. It's a, it's a iffy, scary issue for me. 
uh, in the sense that, I, honestly, right now, I don't know. I don't know uh, even if they will allow us to reopen uh, in the next few weeks. So it's just something that we're kind of on standby. Uh, and in that process, I'm still trying to think of ways that we can do things uh, to eliminate a lot of things. And like I said, the only idea I came up with is just not to accept clients right now, but still go ahead and have class because we do have mannequins. And they yeah. can perform every service that we do on a mannequin, not just on a human. Even from waxing brows, we have mannequins where they can wax the brows and apply lashes on that too. So, And even the hands, we have the hands that they can apply nails on. So just getting to that point uh, right now, trying to figure it out. And it's a, it's a daily task. You know, I'm normally at my school every day. Uh, I've cleaned from top to bottom, so everything has been sanitized from top to bottom. I've reorganized. Um, I've done everything I could to make sure that it's a safe environment uh, and a it clean just, environment just, when the students return. It just seems to me like, you know, when Governor Abbott announced them this week, you know, the businesses that would open on May 1st, and then, you know, let's say, I mean, he, he threw in movie theaters. And so, mm -hmm. you know, my thinking is, okay, so a movie theater, I mean, I know now they're really, you know, people are really pressing the issue regarding, you know, the, the, the beauty shops, the barbershops, you know, of course, the, you know, the nail salons and all that. And so it's like, how do you, how do you, how do you, because you guys' industry is, is, is governed versus a movie theater. It's kind of like, to me, that's not, it just doesn't add up. I mean, and I understand that they even they're even allowing the doctors to, to come back, you know, to go ahead and start scheduling their surgery surgeries and seeing their clients or whatever, seeing their, um, you know, seeing people, you know, and, and, they're, so, and they're putting it, and I understand that, and they're putting it on the businesses to make sure that, you know, the regulations are followed as far as you know the distance and different things like that. So that's on each individual business on how would you allow people to come into a theater and still keep the distance. So that yeah. might be a point to where they only allow so many people in at a time. I, I don't know. You know, I, I went to Home Depot the other day, and I saw how you had to wait outside in a line. And okay. Home Depot is a pretty big place. So they, yeah. they're not allowing everyone to come in. And even going in, you know, people were apart. No one was really up close with each other unless you were with someone. Mm -hmm. But it, in our business, you can't. It's not possible to be six yeah. feet apart from someone. I mean, so, it's kind of like mean, being a yeah. It's kind of like being in the den, in being in the den, dentist uh, field. It's the same. You know, you're up, you're up close with people. You're you know you you know they have to you know you have your mouth open and they're you know they're looking in your mouth and so it's kind of like like that and I and I'm sure that they're going to be met with challenges as well. You know, regarding um, you know them opening up because I think they they'll be allowed to open up on. Um, to take to take patients on uh, May first as well, you know. So and, and 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 with those industries like the dentists and the doctors, you know, they're given that protective gear as far as the shields, the gloves, the the gowns. We're not. So you know, so you, so you, I did receive an order today because what the the company I ordered through with my my school, they were on back order, but they finally came in, so I had to order extra masks and yeah. extra gloves. So therefore, you know, because I don't want it to the point where if, if we do get to that point, if you don't come in with a mask, we can't service you. Yeah. You know, so we'll have extra on hand, not just for the clients, but for the students also. So, you know, that would be a thing, but we don't have the the gowns and the different things like that. And and even with a mask on, trying to work, it, it's very difficult. You know, yeah. I, I tried it. And it's hard. So I'm not going to say, I, you know, I commend the nurses and the doctors 
for doing what they do to try to save lives. But I just don't see them saying, okay, well, we'll give y'all gear just so you can go back to work to style hair. You know, it's needed for the sick, and I do understand that, you know. So at this point in time, it's just a waiting game. Yeah. And so, like you said, you know, you'll have to make the decision on whether or not to not take um, customers, clients. you know, clients, mm-hmm. and just focus on your students. And so even in, even uh, just thinking about, you know, when barbers and, and beauty shops open up, you think they'll have to go back to appointments only? The people, they can't just do, um, yeah, anybody can just walk in, it shouldn't have to be it, appointments only? It would probably have to be appointment only because you don't want a lot of people in a, in a small space because our spaces are very small. Yeah. So you can't have a lot, especially kids. So you don't want a lot of people in a, in a small space. So appointments would be best at uh, making sure that, you know, if you have that appointment, you have that time in between each appointment to re-sanitize and, and clean everything up and, and wipe everything down. That's one of the, the major things that we have to think of in our industry, just going above and beyond what we already do and, you know, washing your hands. And, and even when the clients, you know, need to use the, the public restrooms that we have, you know, just making sure that, you know, they're washing their hands. And, you know, I even bought containers to where, you know, you can dump your gloves and everything in to be discarded versus putting them over in our regular trash can. So it's just safety measures that we know we have to take at this point in time if they if they will allow us to go back into our industry as far as servicing cars. So have you re- so have you reached out to other um, people in your industry? Um, are they what what kind of what how are they how what how are they getting through this? We've been doing a lot of uh, podcasting uh, with uh, a lot of people in our industry. Like I said, I have a big group of friends that I'm friends with from Miami to Texas, Canada, all the way to Ohio. So, you know, we were on one today, and they were kind of just implementing some of the things that I'm talking about now that we need to do before we're allowed to go back in. So, you know, it's been a big hit. For a lot of people, I've known some that have had to close down, you know, for good, just financially. They can't afford to keep the doors open. And mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that's challenging because, you know, it's hard to get those small business loans, whether we want to believe it or not. Uh, they even have a grant out there that you can apply for. Uh, it's like a $10,000 grant, but it only goes by how many employees you have. Oh, wow. So if you don't have any employees, then you only can probably get $1,000. So being self-employed in our industry is a true entrepreneurship to where it's just you and you're the boss, but you're like your only employee. So it's challenging out there. So I do understand a lot of the difficulties that a lot of people are going through. I've even had a few people cash at me, you know, $25 here, $25 there, and just being grateful for that, you know, just to have that to uh, pay a bill or, you know, get through. And, you know, I, I I did myself a favor to where, you know, you kind of have to have, like you said, an emergency fund mm-hmm. just in case something like this does happen. And the, the great thing about my business is when I opened two years ago, I opened with the mindset that I might have financial difficulties financial difficulty down the road. Yes. So with that, I kind of limit my overhead. So all I have to do is pay the rent and keep the lights on. Yeah. So I don't have I don't have anything else that I have to buy or supply or I don't have anything that I'm leasing. Everything is mine. So mm-hmm. that was one of the reasons uh, I wanted to open my business that way 
just in case, you know, because I wasn't able to receive financial aid right off the bat. So, you know, having students enrolled in school, I, already knew, I knew coming in that it was going to be a small number. For the simple fact, a lot of people just can't pay out of pocket, yeah. you know, thousands of dollars to go to school. Uh, we've passed our two years now, and now it's on hold because I was actually supposed to fly out to Vegas to go to the workshops and get everything done to start the process for accreditation. And that's oh, wow. where you can go through to actually be approved to receive the financial aid. So right now, all of that is kind of on hold. Um, so, and, you know, I just have to have patience with everything because that, that could be a whole other year process yeah. before that even takes effect. So it, it's just the process of, and, and just, you know, not giving up. You know, I yeah. did have a, a photography studio that I had to close down just so I could make sure I keep my uh, main business afloat. Yeah. So is there any advice you can give to any other um, business owners, out, you know, that, that are listening? Any advice? Especially during this time. If, yeah. If, I mean, if they can limit as much as they can as far as bill-wise and just cut back. And you, you right now you kind of have to save. Every penny that the government is giving you, you can't just go out and spend it. You have to save it and invest it back into your business. Uh, different things to where, you know, they can create, I don't know if they've already created an emergency budget, but you kind of have to create that emergency budget just in case things happen. And this is something that no one was actually expecting to happen. Yeah. Uh, they can actually contact their creditors, anyone like that, because even my landlord has graciously worked with me to where I don't have to pay late fees if I don't have the rent on time. Uh, so they can actually do that. Uh, I don't know if they have retirement or savings. Sometimes you might have to draw from that. I do have life insurance policies to where if I need to, I can draw from those, but that would be my very last option mm -hmm. to do if need be. Um, and, you know, use the community and the government assistance as much as you can. If they're willing to help you, you know, go ask for help. Even if it's a shelter where you have to go into a food bank, don't be ashamed to go grab some food knowing I need to save my money for this bill. So it's just different things you have to do and be wise and be smart about it at this point in time, especially being a business owner. Yeah, so what about advice to our young people? You know, you have some young people that are wanting to be entrepreneurs. What advice can you give to them regarding, you know, maybe, you know, them, you know, maybe eventually, maybe one day going through some type of pandemic crisis like we're going through right now? What, what advice can you give to them? I would say do your homework first. You know, a lot of people want to jump and start businesses, which is fine and dandy. And uh, we already know most businesses fail in the first year mm -hmm. if it's not put together correctly. But you have to do your homework and you have to be a smart business owner to where you can kind of learn how to make money while you sleep. And what I mean by that is create other avenues of income for yourself, not just, oh, I have this business. I'm standing, especially in our industry, I'm standing behind a chair and I'm working with my hand. Create some type of product, create some type of uh, hairline, just different things you can create in different avenues. You can take, write a book. There's a lot of different things they can do in our industry and other industries, not just our industry alone. Invest. And uh, one thing, and, and it's crazy because I know it's a crisis going on right now, but I'm learning to invest. You know, my relatives yeah. is teaching me how to invest. You know, it's small. Yeah. It's small, but it's a start. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I kind of I look at my stocks daily and I see how they kind of go up and down. Even though it's small, it kind of gives me hope to a wow. 
I'm sleep at night, but I made ninety dollars while I'm sleep mm-hmm. at night. So this we have to kind of teach the business side of everything as far as just investing, uh, knowing your business in and out, uh, studying everything, finding someone that knows more than you, and and you know getting information. Find you a mentor, someone that can help you along the way. Uh, like I said, I've had a lot of trial and error. I'm, I'm the type of person I always like to cut out the middleman and do mm-hmm. stuff on my own. And, and that just gives you more work. It's just hard work. And that, but I love it. I don't mind doing the hard work. You know, some people be like, I don't want to do that. I'll pay somebody else to do that. So with me being able to do all the hard work, I think that's why I'm able to maintain at this point and be stable. Uh, but it's not going to last forever. So yeah. if things don't change, I would say in the next five to six months, then, you know, I hope I will not have to close my doors, but that might be something I would have to actually look at doing. So I'm just being hopeful and and just keeping that faith right now. But anyone that's wanting to start a business, I just hope this doesn't discourage them from starting a business. Because as we know, Texas, like Governor ever said, Texas has a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs here. Yeah. You know, a lot of people with self-owned businesses here. So, and I honestly think they've, They've done really well by kind of helping yeah. a lot of the businesses. I know a lot of people are ready to get back to work rather quickly, but I just hope they take precautions when they do decide to open their doors yeah. back up. Okay, well, so is there any final thoughts that you want to? Any th- final thoughts that you want to uh, say to the listening audience on, to, on this evening? Uh, Actually, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for reaching out to us a few weeks ago and just getting that conversation started because everyone was kind of silent. Everyone was kind of in their own corner. Everyone was kind of scared to the point to where we didn't know what one day from the next was actually going to look like. So you starting that conversation, it has kind of lit a little fire up under me to go research for more information, anything I can help anyone else with, you know, send it out. I kind of uh, inboxed a few people about the grant uh, that I found that they can actually receive if they choose to apply for the grant instead, yeah. of, uh, instead of a loan. Because I know some yeah. people don't want to take out loans, and I'm one of them. I don't want yeah. a loan. Yeah. And that's just me personally, because I'm in. A, I'm, I feel like I'm at a good point right now to where I don't need the loan. Yeah. Uh, but you know, just being able to stand fast on my feet, and once my doors reopen, uh, just just push it full forward and get it going back as quickly as I can. But we know we're not going back in this the way we left out. That's correct. Uh, and this is something that we have to realize. It's never going to be the same once we mm-hmm. do walk back in those doors. So changes are a must, especially here in our community, because it's a small community. We must make sure that we're protecting the public uh, and ourselves when we do decide to open all of these businesses, because we will see a lot of foot, more foot traffic. Yeah. Uh, not just at the grocery stores. Downtown for the county has been kind of like a ghost town. Yeah. You know, I ride through there when I'm on my way to the school and I just kind of see how empty it has been. So when those doors do open back up, uh, I just hope everybody's prepared, you know, and ready, you know, on the safe side to just make sure the customers and, the, you know, are protected as well as the staff that are protected. Yeah. So we, we, um, we wish you, you know, wish your beauty school the best. I mean, I know that I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm saying that you guys will, be, will eventually be open because I know that, 
they're really pressing, you know, the governor and, um, you know, they're, you, you can just tell that it, he's probably getting phone calls daily about, you know, your industry. And so um, I know they're just trying to, you know, talk about, you know, you know, what, you know, the safety piece of it. And so I'm, I'm hoping that maybe in the next couple of weeks, you know, you guys, you know, your industry will be open and, you know, because it's needed. I mean, I, you know, you're not classified as essential, you know, um, people, you know, as far as, them, mm-hmm. but I mean, it is needed, you know, because you guys, it is, it, all, it is about hygiene. It is about, you know, that, you know, and so, you know, now you said so many people now walking around now with head full, you know, men with head, you know, hair, you know, a beard, you know, and all that. And so <laughs> it's needed. So um, I just, you know, I know it's going to happen for you guys in the next couple of weeks. But uh, so, so right now I'm going to give you a chance to um, give you a shout out to anybody. And I just want to say thank you so much for accepting, you know, the, the, the invitation to be on Can I Go Speaks podcast again. I mean, I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you're, I look forward to seeing your, your beauty school grow, you know, and getting more, more students. And, um, you just have a, you know, you have that, that niche for, for, for being a, you know, for being a good business owner. You know, you also get good photographer. You know, if, you, if anybody hasn't seen any of her work, you need to see her work. She is a good photographer. And so, and also videographer too. She does real good videos, you know, offer her, um, your photos, you know, you do a lot of good, a lot mm-hmm. of good work. And so, um, with that, I'm going to let you give you a shout out to anybody out in the listening audience. I would like to shout out to all my beauty and barber people in my in our industry, as well as any entrepreneurs here in our town. Uh, just keep your head up, keep striving for the best. Don't give up on anything. Right now, I know we're closed. I know it's hard for a lot of us. And I would also like to send my condolences to the Williams family uh, with Michelle Williams. She was one of our own. Yes. Uh, that we lost in our industry, and it's not a day that goes by that I don't just really think about, you know, her, how young she still was in our industry and had so much life. Uh, she wanted to actually come to school to, you know, get her education and be an instructor. Yeah, so that's something that's really on my heart uh, with that. So we just have to keep praying and, and, you know, stand strong and steadfast and just, you know, get through this and uh, just help each other and communicate with each other. If anybody needs anything, you know, don't be afraid to, you know, reach out or ask for help. That, that's one of the biggest things. We don't want to ask anyone to help when it comes to certain things, you know, because of pride or whatever the case yeah. may be. But sometimes you have to ask, you know. And we're, and we're all in this together. And we're all in yeah. this together. I mean, everybody... Everybody has been affected by this pandemic, you know, and that's why we, yes. just, need to, we just need to let our guards down and, reach, you know, and ask for, you know, help, you know, just, you know, pick up the phone, you know, just ask for the help, you know, because we have a lot of, a lot of people out there like you yourself have, a, you have a lot of wisdom, you know, and you can help other, other people in your industry, you know, you know, help them come along and, and be, like I said, be strong in, in this, in this, this right now, what, what we're going through, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So anyway, anybody else you want to give a shout out to? Um, just our community in, in general, you know, like I say, I, I know a lot of people here. I was born and raised here. So just really praying for our community, you know, that we can get back on the right track, on the right foot and kind of keep these cases low. I, I kind of see them growing every other day. And that concerns me a little bit, but I'm like, we have to do better and just, you know, yeah. protect ourselves and, you know, and people around us, you know, wear your mask. If you're out there, don't be afraid to put on a mask, you know, yeah. just, just put it on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much, Tamara, uh, for uh, being on uh, Can I Go Speaks podcast. Um, you know, uh, like I said, I'll be looking forward to, to your to you announcing your your grand opening of your um, your, your now now Barbara Barbara's Academy. Yes. You know, as well as with your <laughs> your beauty academy. So I'm looking forward to that. So um, audience, stay tuned for that. But um, anyway, so thank you again. Like I said, so much for accepting the invitation. And uh, those out there listening, um, just hang tight. Um, we just we're in this together. Uh, we're gonna get through this, and um, just just know that this too shall pass. So with, with that being said, I want to wish everybody a good night. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Good night. Good night. Can a girl speaks podcast is recorded at Shred Shed Studio. Red Shed Studio, where you get big city production at small town prices. Recording, mixing, mastering, guitar instruction, production, and songwriting. Find out more at shredshedstudio.com or email your inquiries to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at shredshedstudio.com, the premier music studio in Corsicana, Texas.